0: So I was cutting an ad the other day, and I met this amazing human being, everybody's amazing, really, when you think about it, but her name is Lisa Warden. She has a business, and we were here to produce an ad for her, and we talked, and, and we had a good time. And the conversation went in many different directions, and I realized, you know, you just kind of sense there are other people that are probably on a similar journey. And so Lisa is going to be my guest today. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, Thanks.
0: And what is the name of your business again? Sacred Living. That's right. Sacred Living. You do massage. And what else do you do?
1: I do lots of different kind of energy modalities, Reiki. Um, I am a uh, master's level social worker. So I've done lots of different kinds of therapy, specializing in trauma.
0: Wow. So you feel like you've really, have you really noticed a shift in people when you've worked on them? Have you seen some interesting cases? I have. I have. What would you, could you, you don't have to name any names, but I mean. Is there anything you can relay at all? On oh,
1: that? absolutely. There was a time I um, used to live downstate, and I worked in a facility that was mostly where we did mandated, most of our clients were mandated uh, substance abuse folks. And so this particular client had happened upon me um, for that flavor of work, and then as part of discussion about why there was so much drinking, the trauma came up. And I said, I think I've got something that would really help. And that person was a little bit cautious because, you know, it sounded like unicorns and rainbows that I was Mm. trying to sell that person. And, and, uh, lots and lots of different layers of trauma this person had been a public servant for 25 years and they had seen some things in a very urban area where things were really rough and this person had gone from sleeping one night a week to six nights a week after one of the special trauma treatments the Mm. emdr that's cool i do yeah yeah that was very powerful
0: so if you don't mind lisa can you tell us about you, just your life in general, growing up, and how did you get to <laughs> what? <is laughs> That's that? Such
1: a big question. <laughs> I know,
0: but you know, you don't have to go through every detail. But you know, you have. Would you say you follow kind of in line of kind of with metaphysical thinking? Yes. And so, because you even brought some cards with you today, I did? And I guess my question is, how do you start here, and I always want to know, and get to there. And so that's what I'm looking for. You started out in a Christian teaching, right? Yes, yep. And and nothing wrong with that, but I mean, it doesn't quite fit into the metaphysical too much, too often, right?
1: I don't know about that because I just always felt like I had Jesus over my shoulder, and I felt like if you were paying attention to what the Bible said, you know, when Jesus was putting his hands on people and healing them, he said, "Yeah, you're going to do this too and more. Yeah, what's the big deal?"
0: I agree. Yes, so you can you can tie it into your Christian beliefs and make this all work for you, right?
1: I wouldn't say I'm hardcore Christian anymore because I don't really have a label in my mind. Right. I'm just connected.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't feel that I am any of the above mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit all of the above.
1: That's kind of like how I think. It's like I wanted a little bit of each thing in my basket.
0: <laughs> so you did you start having experiences that were considered paranormal or weird at some point in your life?
1: I would say so. When I had more time to talk to my mom before she passed away, I was taking her to her chemotherapy, and she would tell some of the things. And she didn't know the full extent ever of what I did, and and neither here nor there. But she said, well, you know why your grandmother made you that great big doll she made you? You were always talking to nobody, and so she thought it would look better if you were talking to your doll. <laughs> <laughs> Or there was a time that my brother was really fussing. I'm older than my brother, and he was really fussing, and my mom didn't know how to help him, and I just went and got whatever it was that he wanted, and he didn't say anything. He he just stopped crying.
0: What do you mean you got what he wanted?
1: Mentally, he must have told me when we were little kids what it was that he needed, and I just went and got it because he couldn't walk yet.
0: I see. He was too young to even tell you. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, you communicated with him. But Mm -hmm. you don't remember any of that.
1: I don't consciously remember those things. I definitely remember feeling like I was being watched a lot as a kid, and I couldn't really put my finger on why I felt that way.
0: Interesting. So when did you start to, I mean, have you always embraced this then?
1: No, it was quite awful. When I first started to see things before they would happen, it was very distressing to me because I felt like, you know, why, why am I seeing this? And have I got something to, to do with these things happening?
0: So how long did it take before you started to think differently?
1: It was years. It was It was probably, I was little then. I was little then when it started, probably less than 10, so it was probably a good decade before I ever ran into somebody that could teach me to help understand what was going on for me.
0: And so you have the ability. How would you define your abilities? Because everybody has abilities, and we all, I think, you know, equally could do any of these, but mm-hmm. some of us maybe just have an aptitude, if you want to call it that, that I always kind of think that we choose coming in here, this will be what I'll focus on. So how would you describe yourself?
1: I've got lots of different flavors of things that were like predisposed, like the seeing. Like I would have the clairvoyant deja vu type of stuff happening and still now even... Recently, as a few months ago, I was having just a lot of really, and it's it's like the most mundane things that you see ahead of time to really get my attention that something big is coming. But I don't always know what the something big is, and sometimes that's a little like, eh, what's going to happen? A little anxiety-provoking. We- but I would see things before they would happen, and also feeling is definitely one of my predisposed strengths.
0: So you say things would happen. Can you name, is it anything related to global or... National, or is it just more your own personal life? It would
1: have been my own personal life at those times. Okay. Now there's some of the things that I will get jingle jangles about that are world stage type things. But the funny thing is, is when I get information, if I give it to you because it belonged to you, chances are pretty good I'm not going to remember it. Mm-hmm. So then once it's passed, if right. I didn't write it down in my journal that that was something that I saw, I, I'm not going to do a really great job of remembering. Lots of times.
0: Do you ever do any like channeling or anything like that?
1: Sometimes, but I'm not a passive channel. Okay. Lots of times uh, like I I don't to me, I am uh, too much of a control freak to let somebody else drive. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: <fear you. laughs>
1: but I will give the message as directed and sometimes the words just come through me without there being a time gap but I'm still like, I'm here. I will have known what was said. And I have a friend of mine that is more of a trans medium, and she'll be like, she won't have a total memory of everything that was said.
0: I've worked with a lot of people like that. And I've also had moments in my life where I felt I've tapped into some of that as well, which I think we all have. So I wanted to ask you, since you're here, and you're willing to answer, I guess, is that what do you think is going on in the world nowadays?
1: <laughs> Boy, another big question.
0: Do <laughs> you, think, you think anything's going on? There seems to be a lot of chaos in there. Just
1: a few things happening here and there.
0: Yeah. What is that leading to, you think?
1: Well, I I guess I think about it like this. There are um, some people in the metaphysical community, Wiccans, or um, those that consider themselves um, witches, those kinds of things. Lots of times when they are working their magic, they will conjure chaos energy around it because it gives more push and emphasis to their creative endeavors. And so I think about it a lot like that, is there's just some kind of correlation with chaos and being able to make big changes.
0: Where do you think we're going to go with all this? Where are we going? What's this What's this leading to?
1: I think that the sky is the limit. So like um, Moses wandered around in the desert for years, real close to where the promised land was, and all they had to do was turn and go a different way. And I think as long as our frequency is doing things that isn't helpful to our brothers and sisters and to our planet, then we're going to continue to wander around in circles in the chaos. And as soon as we make a change to upgrade our frequency, kablam, I think a lot of this nonsense and these old paradigms and a lot of the old diseases and all of the things are just going to be gone.
0: What about the, you've heard the talk about like, going from third dimension to fifth dimension is that what you're referencing pretty
1: much i wouldn't say that i'm formally schooled in this is fourth dimension and this is fifth but i just know that the time is coming that like a golden age that like they talk about that they're not going to have all these different flavors of illnesses and and whatnot and our food isn't going to be to kill us and
0: wow interesting interesting to hear I don't get too many. We don't normally talk about these things because it seems like so many of us in this that are kind of been on this journey kind of know, you know. But it's still interesting to hear again from another perspective. Because, you know, I know, also notice I talk to a lot of different people. Everybody's got a slightly different take on it. And who's exactly right? I guess it doesn't matter. It's like we know something more is going on, yes. right? And what appears to be one thing through our media may not be accurate at all. Often that's probably not the case. And do you think that there are those that are assisting us on our journey?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, not just the metaphysical beings, but beings, you know, not just spirit beings, but do you think there's ones from space or elsewhere?
1: I think it's entirely possible I think it's more than possible. I know that that's true, that they're helping us, all the different dimensions and all the different beings.
0: They're helping Earth Mm -hmm. graduate, some people would say, to the the next level. Absolutely. That's what's going on. So what is your purpose? (laughs) What do you you hope to accomplish? Mm
1: -hmm. Hope Um, to accomplish? You ask big questions. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. It's fun. Um, My purpose is to just help people heal, lots of times things that they think that they can't be healed. And I you know I'm like nope, nope, I got something in my pocket for that too. Mhm. And so to me the more of us that are healed our frequency automatically helps us to elevate to where we would like to be and stop wandering.
0: Yeah, I think I would I would describe it as when we focus on love vibration, we can feel that and maybe if you have too many things weighing you down, you know, then it keeps your vibration lower and, and the higher we raise the vibration, the more we connect with source or ourselves or whatever is out there. And and this place has been a place that just wants to keep that stuff down. No matter, you know, all the stuff. People probably are concerned about, oh, the price of this is going up and that's happening. And it's like there could be a few food shortage and what's the worst that's gonna happen?
1: Oh, so, I never say that. <laughs> you can create such fiasco with Well, with I just look at it. Loud.
0: I just say mm. like I don't worry about it. Yeah. Because I know the worst that can happen is I just go back into energy. So, mm-hmm. that's my my attitude on it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll go home, you know? That's kind of how I look at it. And maybe you're right. Those words maybe shouldn't be said, right? Because you kind of you don't you got to be really careful of what you say, especially now. Don't you think that also that we have more ability now. It's starting to increase. So we oh, yeah. D- we do need to be a little more careful of what we say and even what we think and what we put our emotion on.
1: Yes, there's much less space between what we speak into truth and where it manifests.
0: And when you say space, the time it creates. Yeah, it so used to
1: be a lot slower.
0: Things are speeding up. Yes. manifestations are coming mm-hmm. forward, both so-called good and bad. Right? Mm-hmm. They always. I heard a long time ago that they say it's a lot takes a lot longer for a negative to come forward than it does one of love. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that was like in the oh, that one video that was out with. Uh, where where you're doing the secret, that's the one I was talking about. You secret, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The secret. I think it was said in that video that it takes longer for you to manifest. I don't know if it does. Maybe they both show up. Boom.
1: Like I think that. they can both show up, but I think the amount that you believe it's true when you speak it, and sometimes people hold more um, belief in the negative. Like when they have these mantras that they repeat over and over that um, clear, cancel, everybody always leaves, clear, cancel, or nothing good ever happens to me, clear, cancel. And you can just watch opportunities evaporate before your eyes as they speak that into their existence.
0: So what do you do? Do you have a regular procedure that you follow?
1: Um, One of the things as I was building my business is I get looped in with um, some folks that were teaching conscious language. And um, Robert Tennyson Stevens is the fella. And he used to tour at times with Greg Braden and um, the other fella that is touring with him right now. Um, I, I choose to remember Mm, it's not coming to me That's it will okay. it will Dispenza thank you and he studied the Hopi language when he was in college and in the Hopi language there is no word f- to get out of now because there is only now mm-hmm. and he began to really ruminate on that idea of why is there only now in the Hopi language because in our English we can step out of now without even trying clear cancel. Mm -hmm. And so when you are speaking, automatically you are creating. You're creating energetically. The throat chakra is linked with the second chakra, which is your reproductive center. The tongue grew out of heart tissue. It is literally made out of the same type of muscle as your heart. There's so much correlation with what we speak and and what we bring forward.
0: I absolutely agree, and I can't say I always watch that, but I, I do most of the time. But sometimes, you know, it's easy to if you're not always full. Are you always fully aware? Do you ever catch yourself?
1: All the time, I catch myself with an opportunity to upgrade. Okay, it's a lot about when I say something. How does that feel?
0: And what were you saying before? Like you were canceling, you said clear cancel. Yeah, I
1: clear cancel. Like I was canceling my order before it went out to the universe, and I canceled it again to clear it.
0: <laughs> and you do that all the time?
1: Lots of times.
0: That's a good thing to know. And where did you learn that one?
1: Um, from from the folks that, that I was taking the conscious languaging classes. And they from. told
0: you to use those words? Yeah. Clear cancel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is really good. I like that a lot. So you also work with cards. Oh, yes. Now, tarot cards?
1: Um, I'm starting to learn regular tarot, but that was a lot more complicated. I started out with my angel cards like 20-some-odd years ago now, and I just really connected with the angel realm, and I didn't want to. They are kind of like a projective device to me. Like I just pay attention to what the Spirit is showing me that's bright in the card and energetically in the card. So every time I ask or make an inquiry, the card means something different each time. So it was like to learn tarot was just too distracting because the card had a meaning before it had a meaning, if that makes sense. So then it was like two things I had to learn. Right,
0: exactly. So how does that work? them with like the angel
1: so this is kind of fun my guides have a very unique sense of humor and i have always read in a particular fashion that some people are that's just too lowbrow for them so i was getting a reading (laughs) from a fellow one time because i lots i like to go to different people for readings because i like to have the the different input and i always learn something new from from everybody that i've ever had a reading from and so i go into this um Tarot reader, he has me, he gives me the directions to shuffle the cards and put them in three distinct packs. Or stacks, And so as I'm shuffling, my guides are doing what my guides always do, and the cards are flying out, and I'm just laying them out. And he got more and more disgusted as I was laying the cards out, and he swooshed them all back together, handed them back to me, and he says, that's not what I asked you to do. I asked you to put them in three stacks. So I shuffled them all up, put them in three stacks, and he laid them out exactly how I had laid them out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That's interesting.
1: So what would you like to know about? I don't know. Okay. What do you think All right. we should talk about? Let's just ask our guides what to...
0: What should we talk about?
1: Yeah, what should we talk about with my cards? So you see how they just kind of fly out while I'm shuffling? Yeah.
0: So that's how it works. You're shuffling. They're big cards, works. bigger than a typical card. Yeah. And these are angel cards.
1: These are my fairy cards. I All read fairy them fairy with my angel cards and whichever one i pick up first and start shuffling it doesn't seem to matter because i'm not really attached to rules
0: okay and you really can't make it work if you're attached anyway can you
1: well you can if you want to but to me and i think this is true of any kind of thing that you are looking to heal is the more you are attached to rules the more you are in third dimension and you're not attached to what is possible
0: what about attached to an outcome
1: That's what I mean. So there are people that I have taken energy healing classes from that is like, oh, well, you can't do it to heal this kind of thing because no matter what you do, you can't heal this. And I'm like, I'm here for unlimited potential, and you're giving me limits? Right? Don't fence me
0: in, man. I don't like that idea neither. I think we are meant to be unlimited. And when people, you and I were talking about that, it's like I know a lot of people in all different groups, you know, paranormal groups ufos sasquatch whatever and they all believe certain things but they only go so far and then even people that do like what you're doing some of them limit themselves as well and i really like the idea of unlimited potential on all things just because somebody doesn't think it can happen or we haven't seen it happen yet so what Mm-hmm. I think it can. So, what would you like to relay with you?
1: So, car? what came out here was um, that we are embracing together our quiet time. Like we, there's a waterfall in the background, and this ferry is by a really big tree. And that's definitely one of the blessings of the UP, is we have this beautiful energy. Trees, in and of themselves, are antennas to the heavens. They hold this beautiful frequency for us to just really connect, and it's much easier. To connect when we have all of these trees around and so these trees and this running water this beautiful gift of all this fresh water that we have and the up is a beautiful place to connect and like you said the miracles card came up upside down and the um, ability to connect in the darkest of days with the light because the light is never scared of darkness because it can't exist in the same space so what this card is reminding us is in our quiet time to connect and remember how powerful it doesn't matter how much darkness is around when we hold on to the light so that's how we reconnect with our miracles and the um, next card the fairy card that came out was being honest with yourself and the gold was really bright and so is the dragonfly and dragonflies are reflective of the different light so if a dragonfly is blue it's reflecting blue back and so the reflection back is really important and goes along with the intention card because we can either speak really good things into being or we can speak those things that we wouldn't choose to participate in into being so it's asking us to really be mindful throat chakra is blue to be mindful of what we are speaking into existence and so then the angel card that came up with that those two cards also is this nature card and the angel is looking through into an opening to see what's going and lots of times this is a card for what i see the government doing and so we pull the um Wizard of Oz um, curtain, back, curtain back, and we see all of these things. But how we speak about it and how we think about it has a large bearing on um, how things come to be. So, like in the movie with the um, Monsters Incorporated. Okay. So when this when they first started, the city ran on fear. They would bottle right. the fear up. Right. And they created all of this stuff. So we can be unwitting unwitting assistance to their projects when we speak we'll over be. and over and over.
0: We hold to fear.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's really important. And now when you're reading for someone, it's really important, at least for me, when a card not necessarily just flies out, but lands on the floor, it's really important right now. And so the dream card came up, but lots of times this is a timing card for me and the... um, lilies are breaking through the ground and they're blooming so that came out with the happily ever after card and so to me when you were talking as this card came out about all of the different things that are possible it reminded me of one of the movies where all of the imaginary characters were having a good old time and I don't I choose to remember what the movie was but it was like all all of a sudden I could see the realm of the gnomes and I could see all these different things and and you are speaking, and right now, people are becoming more and more aware of how all of these things are actually real at some level. Interesting. Then, next to it, um, it says romantic partner is the name of it, but I don't feel like that is the image I get. This has to do more with you and maintaining that male energy, strong. Um, but Divine Timing is the card that came out with it. And so it's like you are stepping into your full potential in what you came here to do. And he looks almost like a knight. Like he's got this um, mm-hmm. armor on. This is geared at me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is what I felt like when it came out. Like you were speaking about the beings that were coming into fruition. And then you are stepping into the fullest extension of yourself at this time. And you're having a good time with it. You're meeting all of these different (laughs) angel friends.
0: I have fun. You do. I'm good natured, just like you. When I hear your laugh, I think this is a woman that laughs from her soul. She is not afraid to just let it out. And they always say it. Those people like that are truly enlightened, if you want to call it that. Wise beings, because they just... Are themselves. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I didn't
1: no, please. You had that, one that's, more to car. me that's the, the funnest part of when you are reading is the is the back and forth exchange of all of that. Because to was me that's w- fun. Was there yep, w- sorry. There's one? Yeah, sorry. Be sorry for it. So follow your dreams. And so lots of times our spirit guides and guardians and angels are working with us, for us, and through us while we are asleep because it's easier. So if there's something that you're asking for healing, it's easier to let go while you're asleep. But also sometimes I think that they are giving us messages in our, in our dream time. So sometimes when you wake up and you just have to do this thing, sometimes that that's that inspiration. So it seems like you are gathering inspiration as a... Um, result of some of the people that you're hanging around so one of my teachers talks about how your quantum field impacts other people so that when you meet up in the daytime it really impacts one another there's an exchange so if there's something that you have learned just in sitting in your energy, I'm going to have greater potential to learn. But then also they're bringing you more people to connect with in dream time too so that you are ready for them in the daytime when you do meet them.
0: I would say that sounds pretty spot on because I met a lot of folks recently that are just, you know, you, you can, not that I dwell on it, but, you know, when I first moved up here and many years ago, And I was getting into the metaphysical back then, certain things. And it was, you know, back in the 80s, there wasn't a lot to choose from. And there were some that was around. and But I didn't know anybody. And I just thought, well, there's probably nobody up here like that. And the minute I shifted that thinking, (laughs) I started meeting those people. Mm -hmm. And now I find more than anything. It's just that I'm busy a lot, and I am always seem like I'm on the go. So I don't take the time to, you know... And then boom, you show up and do an ad. And then I met another person that was very open. And I met another person. It's like, so we're all coming together. Is that what part of it is?
1: absolutely and I think that there is something that we have called a projection message and energetically people recognize that and they respond to it one way or another favorably or unfavorably they don't know what to do with it sometimes but when your projection message is I can't wait to meet the next person who's gonna give me the next piece of the puzzle then kablam there they are
0: and I've always felt like for a long time that I was kind of my role Sorry, I was told many years ago by a, a good friend of mine at a lodge in Rapid River that my I used to dream about these bears and so that the bear was on my totem. And the bear, as it was explained to me, was something that takes things in, goes into its den, comes back out, hibernates, and then has some solutions or answers and that's what I seem to have been doing my whole life is that I take all this stuff in and then I work it around and then I release it and I think is that that's kind of my journey is to interview people like you and others and try to piece it all together for people if they want to grab onto it they can does that kind of fit in with what you were saying
1: oh yes yeah
0: it's like, this is why I love doing this stuff, because mm-hmm. I connect with people like you. And then also, I feel like I'm giving people a chance. And we always, used to say, use your own discretion. Maybe it doesn't ring true to you, what's being said. So take what fits into your heart and let go of the rest if it doesn't serve you. And it's always, I always feel it's always done with love. And I sense that you're that, no, she's evil. She's the warden, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't use those words. I can't use those <laughs> words anymore, can I? Can I joke around? Am I allowed to do that?
1: Absolutely. That's why you keep your clear cancel in your pocket.
0: Can. <laughs> clear cancel. Clear cancel. She's not that. <laughs> it's true, though, about what you say about words. I so agree with you, and even thoughts. And and then if we put emotions to it, does that make it more powerful?
1: I would say so. And I think that that's the difference between... Um, manifesting the things that we don't choose to have and the things that we do because our endocrine system matches up completely with our chakra system and when you have an emotion it fires all of your um uh i just had the word um endocrine system every aspect of your endocrine system goes just like your chakras when you're having an emotion and that is the spark behind our manifestations for the ones that we choose or the ones that we wouldn't want to choose
0: Mm -hmm. and then we you know we we tend to think a certain way we live in a world where there's there doesn't appear to be abundance and so it's easy to slip back over to here and say I'm concerned, or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's how you can make that kind of keep yourself in that holding pattern, where it's hard to move beyond that, right? Because you're still, if you're like, a good example is money. If you're worried about money, well, then you're never going to get more. And then if you ask for more, but you're still worried, you know, that's kind of like the law of attraction how it works, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Money's just an energy,
0: and you can bring it forth any way you want, then,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So what else would you like to tell us in this interview? Is there anything else you want to share with me at all? I,
1: I guess I was just along for the ride. Really? <laughs> I had no idea where we were going.
0: I was just wanted to find out about you and find out what you do. We had a nice conversation when you came in and did a commercial with us. And you were a little nervous then, too. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and see, you're now in a different place with that, right? I'd say so. Yeah. And right away I picked up, it's like this energy about you. And I thought, I like this energy. I like connecting with this energy. And I asked you to come back and do a podcast. So you do readings for people. Yes. You do massage. Yeah. You do some Reiki. Yes. How do people go about booking your services.
1: So I think the easiest thing to do if you're not sure what services is is to just give me a call and say Lisa this is what I've got going on what do you think or what options do I have and then we can settle on you know what path feels the best for you and then we can do that. Some people just know that they want counseling some people just know that they need a massage because they've got this crank.
0: Now there's people that listen to this Program probably a majority of people that listen are not in this area. Can you help people from a distance?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've read for people lots of times over um, some of the platforms that are available now for electronic devices, and 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 that's been fun to to meet people all over the world and do counseling all over the world.
0: Mm, that's cool. How long have you been doing all that?
1: Um, well. I started doing massages in 2000, so that's been uh, 22 years, and I uh, got attuned to uh, be a Reiki master a couple years after that. Um, I'm an ordained metaphysical minister, so I married people. And I was actually set to be um, ordained, and my oldest daughter uh, had different plans. I was supposed to be ordained, and she came three weeks early. So I missed Hmm. that and was a few months after that. So that's been 21 years. Um, And then I just kept adding things into my basket.
0: Kept adding more to your basket. And you really felt this... Desire to help others,
1: absolutely,
0: from an early age. That mm-hmm. was this track because not everybody feels that way. I mean, everybody wants to probably help, and our, on a our heart level, we want to help. But everybody seems like they have their own. I might want to work construction or whatever the case may be, and that's their journey. Right?
1: Thank God they do because I I can't pound nails.
0: I'm just saying everybody's got their own journey. So mm-hmm. if people are listening; they're going, "Well, I don't know if I feel that." Well, don't feel bad. Right? It's like everybody, and you can change that too, right? We talked about that, that you're not stuck with one option. No. You could change what you wanted right now. Right?
1: I think that we have definitely the predisposition to have the um, abilities to do the things that we came here to do. Like, it's, it's just funny to me how mechanical I am not. It's <laughs> funny to me because both of my parents were extremely mechanically inclined. Until I got married, my dad built every house I'd ever lived in. He built my grandparents' house. And that's just what he did on the side. And and so it was, like, unconscionable that I wouldn't be able to work with tools. Right. And there was one time that my husband was leaving out. He's a truck driver. And I had to put the, the thing, the vent, on my dryer myself. It took 45 minutes because I couldn't hold it and tighten a screw.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Well, you know, but that's... Everybody's got the, the different things that... And some of it also... I think a lot of it has to do with what we've done before we came. So if you've been this other times and other places, different lifetimes, that's gotta play into it too, don't you think?
1: I think it does, but I think lots of times there's still a process of learning. Like I can tell that I was a um, healer with herbal things But I can't grow seeds in this lifetime yet. I haven't figured out how to properly care for a seed. If it's a plant, I can usually keep it alive. But if you give me a pack of seeds and you're like, here you go, feed yourself, I'm going to get awful hungry.
0: (laughs) Well, good way to put it. But I think a lot of times we're drawn to things that we were in the past and sometimes that plays over into this lifetime Um, or... And you remember You remember certain lifetimes, you say, right? hmm I think you told me when I met you that you felt you were burned or something? Yes, good wow. times. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel that? How do you know that?
1: Um, sometimes I will just have the memory come back, and um, I had a chiropractor who was adjusting my eyes, and... Um, and I had the lifetime. I had the recollection of them being gouged out for having been a seer. And so, lots of times, these flashes that I've gotten have been in relation to some of the body work I'm getting, or some of the things that have come up. And so, some people posit that when you get to a certain. P- part of your life like your your soul remembers that this happened when you were 23 at this time so you're 23 in this lifetime so then psh, you got this issue to to resolve and so sometimes in seeking out ways to resolve that I've had the awareness come up about what lifetime is this got to do with and working on clearing it
0: mm. do you have memory of other times oh yeah lots of other times
1: oh lots of other times
0: interesting well when you mentioned something about a night with me that also brings true to me, because I'm pretty sure I walked that walk at one time. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably I, more than than a few times.
0: And I also know that I kind of was a warrior, warrior spirit at one time, and uh, soldier. I think in in Civil War was my last time. I kind of really feel that a hundred percent. And you
1: purged t- that.
0: Did I? Mm-hmm. You know this.
1: Yeah, I can tell it as you're talking. I can feel like your soul had had enough war at that point. Like you definitely have some kind of strong connection residual from um, being a Roman soldier, and I'm not sure I didn't catch quite enough of that to see what you, like I could tell you were in the cold, so I don't know if you have a sensitivity to cold in this lifetime, but they showed me something real tight around your throat when you were in the cold in that lifetime. Hmm but we were on to the next thing, so I didn't get the full.
0: That's okay. Sorry.
1: Nothing. To be sorry. I'm having fun.
0: And then uh, I definitely have memories of Native American. I know I've been that, and I think it was the lifetime before I was Civil War. And as far as Roman, yeah, I believe that I was around at some point during that time as well, and perhaps like in the knights and things like that, King Arthur kind of thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think you've got that T-shirt too. Mm t-shirt you know been there done that got the t-shirt
0: how about you you've been through all that i have you've been many times okay and what do you think do you think that this was taking you you know some people will say that you know it was meant to take us in many of those lifetimes to try to bring the light further along and i just don't know if i was always the one i'm sure i played many roles let's put it that way i wasn't always the light bearer perhaps Well,
1: we have to understand contrast. And to me, that's why our, um, to me, that's why whatever force you want to call it in the universe um, started off this grand adventure. Because if we were all floating around in perfect perfection all of the time, we wouldn't know how powerful and how wonderful the light really was. But to come here and experience contrast was the whole purpose, is, is what I truly believe.
0: That's what I believe, too. It's like you don't know what God is unless you know what God isn't. Yeah. Kind of like that journey, right? Yeah. And so we had to, people always say, well, how come I don't remember who I am? Because you don't want to because <laughs> you've chosen not to. It's part of our journey. But even this, some people will say that even the reincarnation cycle is kind of all part of the matrix. There's much more beyond that. Would you agree with that statement?
1: Some people do. They think that there's no such thing as past lives, that everything is happening now, and it's just a simultaneous energy memory. Some people think it's just in your ancestry and that you've got a conscious memory of something that's in your DNA. And what is your take on it? I think they're real because they just feel too real when I have the... um, One of the things when we were doing our psychic development was we learned a couple of different ways to access Akashic Records. And one of those ways was to step back into one of your past lives, and then when you look around, you meet other people's eyes and you see who the different characters are in your play. Mm. And it was just too powerful for it to have been something as mundane to me, for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. as, yeah, it's just something that's in your DNA.
0: So through that, through that experience is what tells you that you believe it's real. Yeah. Okay. And for me, it's like memories, but like you say, it could be ancestral memories. And then also there was a, there was back in 1996, my father died in 84. And in 1996, I kept getting this message to contact him. And just like I did this gray alien I just repeated his name as I was taking a nap one afternoon and I read that that's how you bring him forward. You just, as you're going to sleep, repeat their name, repeat their name. And he showed up in this very vivid, uh, more than a dream. And I saw him surrounded by light. Now he was, him and I were not close, which was fine with me. I I'm I'm cool with the way people are. And but he left maybe on some terms that where he, you know, he had a bit of an alcohol problem and maybe he felt bad about I don't know. I felt he was trying to make amends. But the point is, this is what proved to me that there's more going on. And I always believed it. But this was absolute proof. So he shows up, he's surrounded by light, and my dad was a construction worker and he was kind of He's a little rough around the edges, especially when he drank. You didn't want to probably be around him too much. But when he was sober, he was just a, kind of a gentle soul. And I'm talking to him, and he's so peaceful, and he's so calm. And I'm thinking, this isn't my dad. <laughs> I don't remember dad like this. And I, But I was just kind of kidding in my mind. And then we're getting to the end of our time. And he says to me, I said, to, Dad, if I want to see you again, what do I do? He said, just think of me and I'll be there.
1: Oh, absolutely. He put his hand on your shoulder as soon as you said that. And like they're just there.
0: Well, and then the thing is, here's the cool part, is that I used to set my alarm for like 6 o'clock and I'd get up and go pick up my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time back then, and and we'd have supper. So I'd take a nap because I'd stay up late and I had to work early, you know. So that was during that nap that I was visiting with my father. And... At that very moment, he said, just think of me and I'll be there. My alarm kicked on, the radio alarm. No way. And the song on the radio was by the Escape Club. And the lyrics of a song called I'll Be There, I may have died, I've gone nowhere, just think of me and I'll be there. Wow. And the song came out in 1991, and this is 1996. And being in radio, I know how things work, because... If you have a new song, it get played every four or five hours. If you have an oldie, like 1991, that would have been once every few days. So for this to line up.
1: With you waking up from your nap, from visiting with your father.
0: It's just, what more do you need, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cool story, and it tells you that we go on. And my father wasn't perfect by any means, but he went on. So in my opinion, there's no hell. There's no dark place you go. Maybe he felt the need to make amends. I don't know. He showed up with me, and then about seven years later, he showed up with my brother, and my brother was laying in bed. And it was different for him, and my brother held a lot of resentment towards him. I held none. And my brother said, you know, women do it all the time, lay next to each other, and they don't have a problem, but two guys, two grown guys. It's like... I'd do it if I had to, but it's a, it's, a, it's a little different for women. And so. Dudes don't like to cuddle. Probably, <laughs> probably not as much, but I would, you know. And anyway, um, he said the reason that dad laid on his shoulder was because after, he said, instead of waking up from this dreamlike state, which was very real, like I did, the room just became brighter and he faded away, but he could feel. That someone had been laying on his shoulder and that explains and I think my dad was, was trying to make some kind of amends, which he didn't need to, as far as I'm concerned. There was no reason. Anything he did doesn't matter. It's over, it's done. I probably did things on the other times too. Who knows? Maybe he's paid me back, you know. I don't worry about that. Oh,
1: stuff. we can get caught in those loops for sure.
0: I just don't so what do you think about those? Were those definite visitations?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many different beautiful ways that spirit connects with us. I love that my husband doesn't speak all of this stuff out loud, but lots of times he will find and bring me angel dimes.
0: Angel dimes?
1: Yeah. Lots of times your angels will leave dimes for you when you start looking around in your environment and you find a dime. Mm-hmm. That's an angel that has left that for you. Really. And so I would find them for a long time. And then all of a sudden my husband was bringing them for me. Really? He's like, Lisa, I found your dime today
0: wow and it's specifically dimes
1: usually sometimes um it's usually my grandma who will leave pennies laying around for for people and so he just uh, a couple days ago he's like lisa i found you a penny
0: what about feathers? I've heard those are left around a lot.
1: I don't get as many feathers from my guides as what some people do. It, it's usually dimes or, or pennies or something like that. And and I, I don't know why it is, right. but some people are definitely all about they know that spirit has left them that feather.
0: And that's happened to me before, but also with the coins too. I've had, so I, you know, I think all of us, we can look at it as it as a coincidence or we can say okay something more and sometimes it takes a good jolt before people kind of realize you know everything I've seen I was telling you about this plane I saw I try to be I would say I'm skeptical at first is that a healthy approach
1: I don't think that there's ever a bad way to approach it I think it's good to notice everything that goes on in your environment and give yourself permission to chew on it
0: yeah, give it some time. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of jumping to conclusion right away. Well, that's got to be this. You know,
1: although you can get lots of exercise,
0: <laughs> yeah. a lot of jumping. I get your point. <laughs> She's just funny, and uh, so I I used to be here. I you know I I believe I'm very open minded, but I still have that little, and I think it's healthy in a way to. Just step back and look at it and give it some time and see where it's going. Like things that happen, events that happen in the world. You and I talked about that. I'm not going to really go into detail, but we both kind of came to a conclusion on things. And is that something you knew right away, or is that something that you kind of, did you ask for guidance, or?
1: So I got onto my path specifically because I had health symptoms that people said were, that's just what you got. That's just what you got to live with. You just figure out, you know, here's your 15 different kinds of medicine, and here's your inhalers, and here's all this, and you got to live that way. And I just never subscribed to that. So I started looking around at what was possible, and the more I found, I I saw what to me was people on purpose keeping people's awareness from the healing properties of herbs and vitamins and natural things That's that what were I've available.
0: Seen. That's what I've seen.
1: And so that caused me to then question, why would they do that? Why do they want to keep people sick? And then I started looking at the, all of the money, because I could go to my chiropractor and get an herb that costs this much, or I would go to my doctor and get all of these shots and all of this, and it costs that much.
0: Yeah, a lot more. Yeah. So that's what kind of got you to start going down this road? I yeah. Think, and then, I'm guessing, you're trusting your own intuition on how you sense things
1: definitely but also um somebody was talking a few weeks ago and they said abundance shows up in different ways it shows up in people it shows up in literal money and it shows up one other way and i was like yes i am so i'm the richest person in the planet Mm -hmm. in people
0: you have a lot of abundance
1: yeah because i i couldn't get a job anywhere when i first started to to work when i was in high school just like I applied at McDonald's, and McDonald's never even called me for an interview. Um, everywhere that was available for a kid in my county. And I was like, that's it. So and so said that I could have a job. My dad had always done side work for this farmer that was in the next county over. And so that's where I went to work too. And the people that came in for the milk, they didn't have the hormones and steroids. I can't tell you how many times I heard people say my doctor sent me to get your milk. And I stopped having this symptom, and I didn't lose my baby. Hmm. And it was just like, wow. so your food and herbs and all. And then I would come across people that had healed themselves from different things by becoming vegetarian for a while. And I was like. So food was your medicine? Hmm, and there would be another piece. Right.
0: So that's been your journey more. Is that what you say the main part of it is understating the healing part of it, the foods and things like that?
1: That's what put me on the path to noticing what was going on around
0: me. What about with what's going on in in the world with all the different chaos and things? You seem to have a, a unique understanding of it, and how do you come to those conclusions?
1: Because I think, as I step back and I look at things, it's been the same thing forever. Mm-hmm. If you can keep people scared and afraid, broke, hungry, and cold, they'll do whatever you ask them to do.
0: And they keep peddling that, and so, and then we we also talked about. You know, you can feed. I think there are energies that that probably, like the Star Trek episode we were mentioning, right? There are energies that feed off of that. And they've been feeding off that. And they're by design, you know? I don't judge them. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing here, duality, without these energies.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And so, but when we choose to become... fearful or angry or even sorrowful, we are feeding into those energies. And if everybody stopped feeding into those energies, would that change the planet?
1: Oh, I think so
0: almost I think so. almost overnight, right?
1: There is a I never get enough Merlin in King Arthur movies and TV shows, but there was one manifestation of the story that just resonated so deeply with me. So the character painted as a bad guy is um more gain. Right. And so Merlin had all of the good people literally turned their back and said, we don't believe in you anymore. And she faded away like the Wicked Witch of the West who had been coated with water.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was like, oh, that's powerful.
0: Well, it's like the, I don't know if anybody's going to know this because it goes back a ways, but if you ever watched Star Trek, the original series, did you ever see that?
1: Some of it. I know enough not to be a red shirt.
0: So the (laughs) Klingons, yeah, because they don't make it. The Klingons and the uh, Earth people, on board the Enterprise they're fighting and you know they don't get along to begin with but they're really aggressive and they're going after each other and they're stabbing each other with weapons and they're fighting and nobody's dying it's like they're they're not dying but then at one point Kirk or Spock notices there's this energy that's growing they can see it in the room and it's getting bigger and bigger And they realize it's coming from them being angry and fighting. Mm. And so they start laughing at it. And the energy just disappears. And to me, that's, I think, a good example of what we're dealing with here. And again, not blaming any conscious beings. This is my choice. But this is how we can. More laughter, right? Being happy, being filled with joy. I think those are the. I think that's the cure for, if you want to call it the cure, but that's what's going to take us to this next, if we truly want to have this new age. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Keeping that focus on that. Anything else you want to say in closing or you want to keep going on? Is there more you want to add? Up to you. We can do this as many times as you want. You can come back again. Oh, that
1: would be so much fun.
0: (laughs) Corey was supposed to be here, and she was going to do a reading on Corey, but his wife was pregnant so i know he had to go in and hopefully everything's okay with his child he works with me here at the radio station but initially we were talking about like this about this stuff in front of cory i don't know what he was thinking because we were
1: i don't know either (laughs) because we
0: were like going down a road a little bit like a lot of people that believe in these kind of things do and he was open he wanted to show up come back and show up so Corey was your sales rep And he kind of showed up when we did the ads, and then we started talking about all these things. I loved him in that, though. Do you ever feel that way? Do you just get off course a little bit and start going in that direction?
1: I was trying to remember the word the other day, so I looked it back up because I had one of my yoga instructors had said, Lisa, I think that this is what you are. And I had not ever heard that term before. And it was an Irish monk who would get into a boat with no sail and just go wherever the boat was taken, uh, peregrinado.
0: Hmm. And that's kind of what you are? Absolutely, (laughs) because I have the
1: most odd things happen wherever I go. Right. I have these divine appointments that just show up. Right. And I was like, I was not looking for that connection or that conversation, right. but because you're, you were open and I was open, this beautiful conversation happened.
0: Yeah. Anything you want to leave with people as you're, as we're entering into this, if you want to call it the age of Aquarius or, or, or the wisdom that you've gained, anything you want to just leave with people at the end of this? that you can think of some words of wisdom or just a phrase or just something that you think and
1: the thing that comes up is you are perfect right where you are now we have this sense that we haven't done enough we're not good enough we aren't enough but you're more than enough you're perfect just how you are today
0: i think that's a good way to end it thank you very much for coming in.
1: thank you